Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. This is Joe Lynch, and today's topic is five ways to bring your A-game to sales with and home. Welcome, Anne. Yeah, glad to be back. Yes, and for those of you who have not heard the introduction about Anne, Anne is my executive coach for the last 10 years and a friend of mine, and we work together on some sales programs together and uh, really enjoy working with her. In fact, we were just laughing our heads off, but that's another topic. Mm-hmm. And give us the Cliff Notes version of your career for those who don't already know what you have done. Certainly. So prior to working as a coach, I've been a coach for the last 10 plus years and actually have been working, doing some logistics coaching for the last 10 years and and doing a lot more of it lately. So prior to that, I was a speech pathologist and I worked with brain injured individuals. I graduated from University of Michigan, so I'm a a Wolverine. And so I did that for 25 years, and then I changed over to coaching. And Joe and I became acquainted as client and coach, and now we collaborate on several projects for the logistics of logistics. Yep, yep. And uh, my clients all love Anne. So, and obviously, we all want to bring our A game to every situation. But before we get into the meat of the topic, please tell the audience, what is A game for those who are saying, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, well, A game is always, you always hear about it in athletics. It's the idea of bringing your best mental state along with your best skills to a particular situation so you can win the day. But A game is used now broadly for anybody who is trying to slay the moment and do very, very well. Bring your A game, bring your best skills, bring your very best attitude. Yep. And I think the reason we wanted to do this topic, Anne, was when we were talking about it is sometimes you're not feeling it. Some days you're just saying, I know I've I've got a big call today and I've got to get on it. And, yep. but maybe uh, the kids were fighting and I didn't get a good night's rest or I don't feel well or whatever your excuse might be that day. You have to find a way to get in that zone. So we're going to talk today about five ways that we can bring that A game, even, even if we're not feeling it that day. Yes. Great. It's a great topic. It's useful. Yeah, I think so too. So what is the number one way I can bring my A game? Okay. So the first one is to leverage your experience with similar clients. So, for instance, if you are looking to get a contract with Walmart, it may be that there's other groups that were similar to that, that you can leverage what you've done in the past. So working with your past experiences, finding commonalities between your situation now and your situation in the past and see if you can bring some of that forward. So being very conscientious about similar client experiences can really help you set your mind for your A game. Yep. And I think, Ann, we talked offline about if I can specialize, uh, let's just say I specialize in hazardous material shipment. 
And now I've maybe got three or four clients and I've got maybe a year under my belt of that experience. Now, when I go see that next guy who has a lot of hazmat shipments, I can feel a lot better about it. As opposed to if I'm not pursuing a specialization, I might never get completely comfortable with what I'm shipping. Yeah, yeah. And and that goes beyond just the experiences. It also goes to what industries you watch. Maybe you're you follow the industry on Twitter or you read about it or you follow a blogger or whatever. You look to build your knowledge base around a particular specialty. So on days when you aren't really feeling it or you don't have the vibe, at least you have a knowledge base that a lot of times it just seems to show up just at the right moment because you've preloaded it in there. You've had experiences, you've read about it, you've talked to individuals in that sphere, maybe you've networked. So you've built this almost a safety net of knowledge that you can grab onto on days when you're not feeling it. Yep, absolutely. So Going on to the second one, the first one's a good one. The second one is having more opportunities, having it's basically lead generation, but it's this idea that if you have uh, abundance, if you have the sense that you have many opportunities, you don't worry that this one opportunity is going to, you know, your whole, your whole career is built on that one moment. So building yourself some, some additional opportunities, making sure you have things in the pipeline can really lead to this feeling that I have a margin of error here. I can look at each of these opportunities individually and not worry that there's not another one coming behind me. So in it, the thing is about lead generation too, is that when you are active with accounts and you think, okay, things are, things are going really great for me. It doesn't take but one or two of those things maybe to break off. And now you're back behind the eight ball again. So part of having your A game is making sure that you've got some other opportunities in the wings to pull into the situation if something were to happen, maybe with a current account. I would also like to add that when you have lots of opportunities, there's a certain feeling of being on a roll. You've got something, you've got another thing in the pipeline. The pump has been primed. Absolutely. And I think there's that momentum. Salespeople sometimes seem to be very into momentum, either upward or downward, where you say, God, mm-hmm. I lost a client today. And and then that led to another bad meeting or me being lazy on lead gen or being low energy, whatever it might be. You don't want to be just the momentum guy. You want to be able to say, yeah, even when things, I have a few negatives, I'm able to kind of turn it around quick. And again, lots of opportunities gives you the chance to say, boy, I screwed up the first two sales calls today, but I got three more this afternoon and I'm going to turn the tide. And, you know, we've talked about it a lot in the past and there's a swagger that comes with lots of opportunities. And again, it's, yep. it's like going into a baseball game and saying, yeah, I got 10 at bats, so I'm okay. <laughs> I'm going yeah, yeah. to get on base. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, you attend, you know, that you come in with a complete fresh slate, so you don't have any strikes against you. you. You know, so you can be a little bit more choosy, maybe. You can be a little bit more relaxed. So when you have more of something, your that feeling of abundance allows you to be a little more relaxed and uh, with your approach. You know, it, it's an interesting thing. I want to bring this up because I suspect some of your listeners might be thinking, well, if you have a burn the boats kind of mindset, this idea that you're, you know, when the Vikings used to come and burn the boats and this is the opportunity and now they have to perform or else. I mean, I think there's some value to that also. I, I, you know, I mean, as far as the opportunity thing goes, you know, but that's not for everybody. I mean, somebody might be able to say, you know, yeah, I'll I'll just, you know, if I only have one or two things, that's going to really make me, work hard at it and bring the A game, you know, it might work, but it's not, it's not really a long-term strategy. If everything is, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I I just had that thought as we were having that conversation. Yeah. And I've think about this before as we've all been in that place where you look and go, here's my list of opportunities. And if some of those opportunities were just previous rejections and you're looking down that list, it's almost depressing. And I've called it the friend zone where they, they're never going to work with you, but they've never told you don't call again. So, so they're willing to talk to you. So you have that conversation, but it's really not positive. And again, it, it brings a negativity to your, your day. And again, new opportunities bring positivity to it. So yeah, yeah. Fresh air, fresh air. Think of them as fresh air. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So those are two good ones. What's the number three way to bring your A game to sales? Knowing your blind spots. A lot of times there's conversations around know your strengths, leverage your strengths. Absolutely. That's a very important part of performing well is knowing what you do really, really well. But just like in uh, driving, you have a blind spot, you have an area of low awareness. And it's oftentimes those levels of low awareness, they're going to trip you up. Let's use you, Joe, as an example. Do you have any blind spots? Oh, I have tons of them, but I'm I, my coach has helped me out. One of the things we talked about is I talk too much in a sales call. I talk too much in general, but it's particularly bad if you're in a sales call and you're talking too much because that means you're not asking the right questions. And I definitely have some blind spots and talking be the big one. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's interesting because you have a podcast. You're obviously a communicator. And so you enjoy talking and talking is a strength but there's an associated blind spot with it. And it's the idea that if you're in a sales call or maybe even in just a general conversation, that this enjoyment of talking can actually creep up on you and become a blind spot. So give me an example, Joe, of what that might look like. Well, I think it's manifests itself in two, two ways. If I'm talking with someone like you, who's also a uh, I'll call it an idealist, a person who's willing to have a a brainstorming conversation. We go off on a tangent very quickly and it can be unproductive. So I might talk too much. Secondly, if I'm talking to someone who doesn't want to talk at all and they almost relish having someone like me because they can just sit there and be a mute, that's when it's worse. So I have to be very aware. And I've, from working with Anne over the years, I've tried to put some strategies in place. One is I mute my phone a lot, make sure I don't jump in and blather on. And then 
Secondly, I'll have a lot of times a script that I'm using and I'll try and stick to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've touched on a really important point is when you have a blind spot, it's not forever blind and you'll never, well, it's the blind spots are always there to creep up on you, but it's this idea of strategies to work around them. So you mute the phone so you don't interrupt. You have a script so you don't get off topic. But before you can even get to that point, you have to be aware that this is uh, this is a blind spot. And not only that, here uh, this is the point I want to make that's really important. Now, when I first met you, you said I talk a lot. I talk too much. You I think you <laughs> I think I remember your email was big mouth blabbermouth or something like that. It was <laughs> big mouth know it all. Okay. I remember that. I remember that. And so, but did that have any meaningful impact on what you actually did day to day? Well, I'm sure it did. I mean, again, it if you're talking too much, you can be ruining your sales. You could be doing a lot of things. You could be missing a lot, but you're not listening. Yeah, but by calling yourself the big mouth know-it-all, did you did that change how you operated? Just by labeling you, yourself that, or saying I know that I talked too much. I think I think becoming aware of it and being more positive, because as you said, it's a, most of the people who have blind spots. The other side of it's a strength, and recognizing where the cutoff is from. Hey, that Joe's a good communicator too. God, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it becomes this idea of creating a, a level of awareness around that blind spot. You know, is it serving? Is my talking serving me or is it getting in my way is the first thing. But not only that is when it's a blind spot to not be able to just list it and say, yes, I talk too much, but actually deeply understanding the implications of a blind spot. That is such a huge piece of bringing your A-game is knowing when you're on the wrong side of your strength. We'll get right back to the podcast in just a moment. If you sell transportation or logistics services, the Logistics of Logistics can help you sell more. Our customized program will help you understand your sales personality, including your strengths and blind spots, get more sales leads, and improve your communication and salesmanship. We can also position you as a recognized industry expert and help you reach your target audience. To learn more, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com. And now, back to the show. And so this is another, and it brings us to a point is, I'm a trainer. I went to school and I got my education degree. So I've done tons of training. And the challenge with training is it doesn't help people necessarily identify their blind spots. You need someone like Anne who has assessment tools, who is a master practitioner in Myers-Briggs, who will help you understand this is your strength, this is your blind spot. And again, sometimes there's same coin, different sides. Yeah, yeah, oftentimes, oftentimes. So yes, being aware of your blind spot, because it's the blind spot. It's your strengths that'll get you most of the way. And it's the blind spot that'll trip you up. Just like when you're driving a truck, you know, if you, if you're not accounting for that, you're potentially could have a disaster. Yep. One of my ways to catch myself from going too off topic or, you know, extending a conversation too long is I say, okay, enough of my blather. And we were laughing prior to this podcast because Anne said, you're going to have enough of my blather on your gravestone. And then she amended it and said, you're going to have Enough of my blather, and I mean it this time. 
<laughs> yes, this is yes, this is yeah. We had we had such a good laugh about that, and then I couldn't get this image out of my head of here lies Joe Lynch. Enough of my blather. This time I mean it. Oh, <laughs> but, but that is one of my tools for one of my cues or strategies to say this is me shutting up. So. Yeah, I will shut yeah. up again. So, yes. and that's a good one. Understanding your blind spot, but not just understanding it, actually having some strategies for dealing with it. Yes, so you need exactly. a coach for that. <laughs> so yes. next, number four, what's the fourth way to bring your A game to sales? The fourth way is being aware of your emotional state. Now, that might surprise some of your listeners because... It's common, especially in business and, and you know, and, and probably maybe even in logistics, this idea, because it's such a high tech, you know, it's a technical thing. It's not a touchy feely kind of a industry, but this idea of emotions, you actually do want to become more aware of your emotions. And this is the reason why, because being accurate about what your current emotional state is does give you the doorway to either resolve a problem or to go in a particular direction. And the more specific you can be, the more you're able to work with it. And I'll give you an example. So one time my daughter was getting ready to move back to college and I came upstairs, you know, do you need a sandwich or something? You know, I was trying to just check in and I almost had a suitcase thrown at me. Very, very irritable, very, very crabby. So I walked downstairs and I said, hmm, that was interesting. And all I did was offer a sandwich. So there's got to be more to it than than the sandwich. So like we all do, I texted her. I texted her from, from the patio to the bedroom. You know, what's going on up there? And she, you know, and I said, can you be more specific? And she said, I feel overwhelmed. Now, being overwhelmed is a lot different than being garden variety crabby. Being overwhelmed now allows, gives me a signal that, oh, I need to go up there and maybe offer to do some portion of this task to lower the level of overwhelm. If you stay at the garden variety of crabby or you say, no, there's nothing wrong or you stuff the emotion, you don't offer the doorway to resolve something. So being aware of your emotions will really play into bringing your A game. So if you come into a sales call, for instance, and you're not feeling really good about it, if you can say, is it because this guy intimidates you? Is it, are you feeling intimidated? Are you feeling unprepared? You know, what is that emotion that you're feeling? And if it's intimidated, then you have a certain set of strategies to resolve that. Maybe you can, you know, figure out a way to feel less intimidated when you're talking to this guy. If it's this idea of being unprepared, then you can prepare more. If you can be very specific about what emotion is driving you at that moment, you can use that as information to inform your strategy to bring your A game. Yeah, I like all that. And and I, I know just some strategies I use for that is I'll go for a walk. If I know, if I feel this dread about this 15, 15 minutes, I got a phone call, I'll hit the, hit the streets, go for a quick walk. And, and I've also noticed sometimes I want to put on, you know, the earbuds and listen to music. And I always mm-hmm. tell myself, nope, nope, this is the time when I need silence. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'll just say, I'm going to sit down and meditate for 10 minutes, force myself not to do anything. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can get, a, this is a little crunchy, chewy, but you almost can get in touch with what's going on in your head. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the more specific you can be, the more specific you can be. Are you intimidated by this situation? Are you feeling unprepared? Are you feeling, you know, are you crabby because of something else that happened before? You know, if you can figure out what that is specifically, then you can deal with it. And then you're, then somehow that just opens the door to the A game. If you're very vague about it, it's less likely you'll come, you'll be able to channel that A game. Absolutely. So that's a good one, Anne. So that's knowing your emotional state. What's number five? What's the fifth way that we can bring our A game to sales? The fifth way is to get comfortable with not being confident. So procrastination happens. Procrastination is one outcome of not being comfortable. But waiting for this moment of feeling fully confident or fully inspired or, you know, looking for that burst of brilliance to make us take action, you know, unfortunately, that usually just keeps us in a holding pattern. It keeps us procrastinating. It keeps us avoiding because we're feeling that way. We're feeling like we we want I can't go into that situation until I feel really confident. I can't do that until I feel, you know, inspired or whatever. But unfortunately, that's the way it is for people much of the time is that you're you're not feeling it. You're not feeling confident. You don't feel it. So I think about this when I, I'm a big basketball fan. I love to study the laboratory of basketball. But if you think about a typical free throw, for instance, and an individual comes up and has specific steps that they go through in order to challenge their best performance. So imagine if the individual is going up to the free throw line and they don't have a process and now they're saying, oh, I, I don't know if I'm confident. I don't, you know, the game's on the line. I'm not sure I'm, I'm confident. I'm not even sure I want to be here. I'm so this, I'm so that. If you don't have steps that you can fall back on in order to create that flow, you're going to potentially not bring your A game. So the A game isn't something that just comes out of the sky, like a a bolt of inspiration, a bolt of confidence. It just doesn't come out of anywhere. The A game comes from having some steps and procedures and routines in place so that you increase the chances that the A game will come out just when you need it. Yeah. And if I could add something to that is I think athletes practice. So when things go wrong, they they fall back to their practice. But I was watching, I think, Band of Brothers, the uh, excellent war documentary movie, whatever you want to call it. And they say something throughout the movie, especially to the new recruits when they're going into battle is remember your training because yeah. they've, done, they've done those drills so many times that when it gets hairy and it unfortunately does, those guys react how they've been trained. It, it, it's, they're not making conscious decisions. They're, they're unconscious took over and the training is what you fall back on. Mm-hmm. And That's I think an those of us example. in sales need the same, same, we need the sa- sales guys need to have some of the same. Yes. Fall back in your training, follow the process. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That, I think that's, that's, that's a, 
excellent example. It's an excellent example. Fall back on your training, fall back on your processes. And then that also just, you know, begs the question, do you have a process? Do you have specific training that you can fall back on so that when that inspiration isn't there or that feeling of confidence isn't there, that you can still take the first step towards completing the task in a successful way. Yeah. And there's one other element to this. I mean, we're talking about the process, follow your process, follow your training, whatever that might be. But there's also the other side of it, which is if you want to feel confident, then act confident. Because by by putting on that brave face and having that firm handshake, you can kind of bring that on. And I've, I've thought about this a lot when it comes to maybe you go into a cocktail party and you don't know anybody and you say, oh boy, I don't, I'm not feeling, I don't know anybody. Well, it's important that you just get in there and say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm Joe Lynch. Right? <laughs> and yeah, and uh, yeah. if you want to be enthusiastic, act enthusiastic. If you want to be confident, act confident. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I want to, I want to add this little brain science piece to this part of the conversation, which is we all have uh, self-protective strategies that are wired into us. So for instance, this idea of the amygdala creates a sense of fear. So it protects us from something intimidating, like a saber toothed tiger that's wired into us. And so we all deal with that that natural self-protective type of a condition. Most sales calls will not tear you up like a saber-toothed tiger. Most handshakes with a new person will not tear you up like a saber-toothed tiger. But you have to have systems in place sometimes to do the systems override so your mind doesn't hijack you you know, hijack you into thinking this is such a scary thing or hijack you into thinking this is something that you can accomplish because we do tend to be self-protective and sometimes you have to do certain processes in order to to get that A-game going. And so, you know, don't wait for it. Don't wait to be fully confident, fully, you know, without fear or anything else like that because you'll really waste a lot of time. And ironically, it feeds back into that very first point we made at the beginning of our conversation. The more you do, the more you you take on, the more steps you try to, you take the first step, the more experience you end up with clients. So it kind of has, it's sort of a, a virtuous cycle of, you know, experiences inform your confidence and confidence comes from experiences. So we've really kind of made a full circle here. Yep. And by the way, and some shippers, especially angry ones, are like saber two tigers. Oh, they, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe they, yeah. They're. Anyway, anyway yeah. Yeah. these was, these these were great points. I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize. Maybe have some final remarks here. Okay. So we talked about the five ways to bring your A game to sales. And number one was you want to have experience with similar customers or maybe similar situations, different customers, but similar situations where you can bring your A game. More if you so the, if you want to specialize and you say I only work with hazmat guys or I'm an e-commerce fulfillment and I always work with apparel guys, that will give you some confidence because you're so familiar with the the industry. Mm-hmm. So number two is having lots of leads, lots of opportunities. That's a great one too. Number three was you told us knowing your blind spots, but not only knowing them, but also having some strategies for short circuiting those blind spots or being aware of those blind spots. 
last but not or number four, I should say, is knowing your emotional state. And then number five, we just talked about, which is getting comfortable when you're not feeling it that day. So, and do you have any final remarks on bringing your A game to sales? Yes, I do. The final thing I would say is the good news is in all of this is that every single one of these things can be improved upon. It's all, these are all learned skills. These are all things that either experience or coaching or creating strategies will bring to you. So it's the, the A game is not just something that comes from the clouds and descends into your lap, but it's actually a, it's a cultured skill set that you can learn, that you can develop. It's the good news is it's fully available to you. Yeah. You don't have to wait for lightning to strike. You can go, you can create your A game. This is what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The A game is something. And I think most athletes would admit that the A game doesn't just come out of the sky. I mean, you might have some natural swagger. If you have some natural swagger, that's great, but you still have blind spots. You may have some natural swagger, but you still need experience. You know, so it's, it just doesn't come out of the sky. True confidence and true A game comes from addressing each one of these points. And ironically, they do feed each other into a cycle or a circle of, uh, of success. Yep. And this was excellent. Thank you so much for taking us through this great topic. Oh, you're welcome. Always fun to, to be on the show. Yep. Thank you. And just my little sales pitch here, Ann and I work together. We work with transportation logistics guys. We have a sales sales training and coaching program. And my clients rave about working with Ann. She, there's sales training and then there's the assessments that Ann can bring to the party. That's why I work with her as my executive coach, but also so many of my clients work with her also. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, so with that said, I'm going to close this by saying enough of my blather. Yeah, this time you mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank all of you for uh, listening to my podcast. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversations with experts in the logistics field. If you're an expert and would like to be featured on the Logistics of Logistics podcast, please email Joe Lynch at joe at thelogisticsoflogistics.com. 